Hello everyone, welcome to Captured by Christ. This is Clayton Criswell here. So a couple years ago, I created a YouTube video about an hour and a half long. And it's called Heaviest the Head That Wears the Crown. Um, I cover everything from the origin of the corporation to the origin of Islam. Um, the video... Of course, it's not an anti-Roman Catholic video. It's to show the truth behind their existence, why they're even here. Because scripture does not fall in line with their explanations of why they have the largest Christian organization on the planet. They are not a Christian organization. They are the most powerful corporation, corporate entity in the world. And they have to use Christ in order to, in order to be able to do what they have done. And the Roman Empire and the Roman Catholic Church, but mainly the Roman Empire, is responsible for the origin of the corporation. But it didn't really take off until after the 1300s when Pope Boniface, at the time, paraphrasing said that he was in the same role as Jesus Christ and since Jesus Christ is God everything belongs to God so you can still have private property and and all sorts of things but at the end of the day the property belongs to God and the Pope being the representative of God on the earth by proclaiming Christ because he's the Antichrist he essentially owns everything through the corporate law which is international we're already in what you would call a new world order it just hasn't revealed itself yet which it is piece by piece by piece. And that's the whole point of the book of Revelation. Because a revelation is not just something that comes out of thin air. A revelation is something that's already there. But it's hidden. It's held back for a time to be revealed. Which is the work of the Lord. Both to conceal and to uh, reveal. But the event that drove me the most to make the video, because I'm going to go ahead and tell you, it's it's going to be a controversial video. I use uh, instrumentals only. I do use some uh, audio from different videos, but all the music in the video is instrumental. But it's heavy. And... 
you know, people are going to have their little personal beefs with, you know, every little thing. So if, if I offend anyone for the music I use, um, all I can do is apologize. Um, I will say God bless you, but I'm not, I'm not changing it. I don't feel like there's any need to do that. Um, you know, everybody has the right to mute or to turn down something. So that's, that's totally up to them. But, um, the reason why I did that is because to be quite honest, I want as many people as possible to watch it because there's nothing wrong with videos of people speaking. There's nothing wrong with podcasts. You know, I'm doing one right now. But there's something to the way we convey information to each other. And I wanted to do something that may not be 100% original, but... convey information in a way that would actually be in a sense exhilarating because you see the majority of the people watching they don't have much in the sense or compared to the people who are essentially, uh, excuse me, essentially workers of the devil. Um, you know, they don't have the, the power these people have. But through the word of God, And through information in the public domain, by the way, so this is all information anybody can get their hands on. A five-year-old could get their hands on the information. It's just, is that where the Lord's going to lead you? And I'm very thankful that I had a desire within me because I'm not the only one to research 9-11 again because that's the event that drove me the most to make heaviest ahead the worst crown um, I saw 9-11 when I was in first grade and I was let out of school early and my mom was crying and I remember you know, I was, you know, of course I was pretty young at the time and I was, I was being stupid and, um, my dad wasn't home yet. He was working and for a split minute, I thought that he was in the tower and, you know, I had no, 
I had no awareness of the fact that it was in New York City and all this stuff. And, you know, it, it was, you know, it's funny looking back on it. But at the same time, you know, that's just what happened that day. But, um, you know, I didn't do much research into it, you know, on throughout my life. Up to this point, I had went back and watched videos of the attacks. And... You know, there were many times I did that and not one question went through my head. Nothing, nothing sparked my attention to, you know, to look at it again or to, you know, think about what I was actually looking at. But, um, I urge everyone to go look at it. There is, um, it's very, it's very sad that people would resort to do things like this. Um, and I've come to realize that what we know to be the United States of America, besides ourselves as the people of America, our country does not exist anymore. It, um, the United States government is totally separate from the country in the sense of being a corporation. It's a municipal district and even though it's on the geographical plane it's not a part of our country and we don't understand that a corporation or a company you know the company the word company was derived from a military unit that's what it is you know, you have a group of people after one cause. And so, the United States government is doing the duty of the cause, or for the cause, of the United States government, not the people of America. And officially in 1868, Washington, D.C. was formed, and um, it was formed on the land of a Jesuit priest by the name of Daniel Carroll, brother of John Carroll, as in John Carroll High School. And it was on land in records back dating back to the 1600s called Rome, Maryland. And it supposedly had seven hills on it, just like the seven hills of Rome. And that is where Washington, D.C. is. And it sits on the Potomac River, which is the birthing canal between the states of Virginia and Maryland, the Virgin Mary. So very specific... It shows you the 
it shows you how easy something can be held back from you. That's very important to know. But essentially, in 1868, the United States government became a corporation. And we all became corporate entities. So, in your law dictionary, you'll have natural person and legal person. Your natural person is, you know, you and I outside of a court of law. The legal person is actually your birth certificate. It's your name. Outside of a courtroom, your name represents you. In a courtroom, when you claim, or let's say it's me, if I claim to be Clayton Criswell, I now represent my name. And everything applied to my name, I'm now responsible for. Because I claim to be that name. And according to the corporate system, my name has value. And so it matters. But essentially, the abolishment of slavery during the Civil War was just a scapegoat for a new, sophisticated type of slavery where we now have birth certificates, social security cards, etc. None of those things existed before 1868 and probably didn't even exist until a few years after 1868 because there was no need to have those things. Um, that's why the, that's why our money here in our country, even though we can look it up on the stock market, our money is worthless. It only has value within the system. That's it. It's foreign money. owned by a private corporation and that's why it's tracked the way it is and so the you know the things like that that you see every day do some research you're, you're going to find out a whole lot and and I'll tell you this if you if you ask the Lord to show you things in any way possible and ask him to help you to seek truth vigilantly, he will help you. You just have to believe in him. And there's, there's things I don't know that are very significant, just like there are things that others don't know that I know that are significant, that the point's not any of us. The point is Christ. The point is, why would people lie? 
And the point is, what does our deception look like? Because we've all been deceived by the devil. It's just that you have those like you and, well, hopefully you and I who have faith in the Lord. And then you have the others. But we are coming into the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and I'd like to share with you some key information that I think you might want to know. It's just five facts. And I'm telling you these things, number one, because they're out in the public domain. You can go research it yourself. But I want, I'm hoping that questions will start being asked. And I hope that you start to research those questions honestly and find your answers honestly and confirm them. But the combined weight of the two big towers at the World Trade Center was combined two billion pounds. There's seven total buildings, WTC, one through seven. The combined weight of just those two was two billion pounds. The total length of all the steel, this is just the steel, this is not anything else. Having to do with the building. The total length of all the steel contained in those two structures combined was approximately 561 miles. So, according to this statistic, if you take all the steel contained in World Trade Center 1 and 2 and put it in a line, a straight line, you should reach 561 miles. On September 10th, 2001, Donald Rumsfeld of the Pentagon claimed that $1.3 trillion was missing from their account. You know, and I'm sure that there's, you know, specifics involved, but I've never heard of $1.3 trillion just disappearing. It just doesn't happen. And before the 9-11 tax that morning, President George W. Bush... As he watches the children in the classroom, and by the way, they are all African American. Th this is happening in Florida um, on the day of 9-11, 2001. And they're reading a book called My Pet Goat. And in the beginning of my video, Heavy is the Head That Wears the Crown, 
I showed the video where Bush is sitting in front with the teacher in front of these children and they chant the words kite, hit, steal, plane, and must several times right before President Bush was whispered to in his ear about that first plane hit. And I highly suggest all you to go find that video because the original video, I believe, was uh, a minute and 30 seconds long. And that's where I got that from. And I put it in there. I took the audio from it and put it in there. Add a few more clips. But anyway, the, the last fact I wanted to share was there was a van photographed on the same day and on the side of it there's a mural of a plane going into the World Trade Center so on the same day there's already a van driving around with this exact event on the side of it I don't know of many murals being done in one day like that and you can go find the pictures of it for yourself. But this van was later revealed to be operated by the Israeli Mossad, which is basically the CIA of Israel. And their only explanation for being there was to document the attacks as ordered. And they said that on... A particular TV show, but I don't, I do, I do not know the name of that TV show off the top of my head at the moment. But it is on the internet, and they were never held truly accountable for their actions. So, of course, there's many more, but that's five for now. Hopefully, some questions are popping into your head, like was there truly two billion pounds of material on the ground? after the collapse of the buildings. I argue, no, there wasn't. Um, was there 561 miles of steel alone on the ground after the collapse? I argue, no. There couldn't have been. We, you know, We can all go back and look at the footage of the rubble and see that there's a problem between what we're seeing there and the statistics that I just said. So I argue no, there was not 2 billion pounds of material on the ground just from two buildings. And no, there wasn't 561 miles of steel alone on the ground just from those two buildings after they both collapsed at free fall mind you and how did the news media know it was a terrorist attack before president bush ever made the claim that it was a terrorist attack you can go find that for yourself we saw the firemen the paramedics and the policemen however where was the military Sure, maybe there was some National Guard out there. I don't know that for sure. But if 
if it's indeed a terrorist attack, where are our men and women? Were these events, along with many more that happened that day, merely a coincidence? If you follow the narrative of the world today, you may say, I believe it and that's what matters to me. You know, I got bills to pay. Or the even better phrase of, as long as it's true for me, then it's absolutely true. And that's just a lie. And I'm going to tell you something that can't be refuted. You may try, but you will not succeed. Satan must know the absolute truth in order to lie about the absolute truth. Because he's a liar. All seven buildings were destroyed that day. Even World Trade Center 7 collapsed in seconds on live television and had no damage prior, prior, oh, excuse me, and even World Trade Center 7 collapsed in seconds on live television and had no damage prior causing such an event to occur. And on a side note, the collapse of that building was reported before it was ever collapsed. You can find that as well. It was saying it on the screen that World Trade Center 7 had collapsed and it was still sitting right there behind the reporter. Still standing. And the main thing to understand is that this is not anti-American. This is not about... Um, not doing your duty as a citizen. It's about standing up for what's right. The people in our government were responsible for the attacks that happened on 9-11. And most of the official reports the government has made over the last hundred years about anything, you can pretty much bet they were involved with it as well. Like, why do you need an official report for anything? Why? We, we didn't ask you for it. You, you simply create a product and put it on the shelf and hoping people would buy it. That's, that's all you did. Excuse me, that's, that's all they did. And we're just as guilty for allowing it to happen. Because even though it's the Lord that's in complete control, we're still the sinner. And we're still the one in need of conviction by Him and in need of His salvation. Our Constitution is consistently reinterpreted to the point where truthful statements from it are applied in falsehood. And the Bible is in no different situation today. And I must say for anyone who may ask, what's the point? What's done is done. Like, why would I go research something that happened 20 years ago? 
And the answer is justice. We have compromised people in our government on both sides. People who not only have foreign interests, but who are not Christian. They, not only do they not know about grace, they downright reject it. Um, one company, even though there's two wings, they're both on the same team. It's one bird, two wings on one bird. That's it. These are the kinds of people who claim to be on your side when they are far from it. And should it be a question that some lucky person has received a good chunk of change during a pandemic, a global one at that? Of course, relating to COVID-19. Um, there's an event called Event 201. In October of 2019, <clears throat> excuse me, in October of 2019, there was an event conducted where basically the top corporations and a lot of government leaders around the world and foundations gathered together and created a simulation of a virus. That virus was COVID-19. You know, it did not reach the United States until 2020, at least according to the news media. It was probably already here, but anyway. But essentially, they injected it in the pigs and... Some people were infected as well and died. And all it is is just these people sitting around talking about what they would do if it ever came here. And I'm just thinking the whole time, why are we so foolish? We should know better than to think that that COVID-19 was not a man-made virus. Whenever people get triggered, they're like, oh, you're saying the virus is fake. No, the virus is real, but the virus is man-made and nobody's being reprimanded from it. Nobody's being reprimanded. In regards to the system, it's not providing the justice it claims it can. And that's the point of the law. If you live by the law, you will die. You cannot fulfill it. 
You must live by faith. You must believe that you have been forgiven and you must believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior. And see, that's the thing. We don't stand up for much anymore. And there's a reason for that. It goes for me too. It's called sin. It takes humility to admit you've been deceived. And only the Lord can possibly help you understand this because he created the one who deceives. I'm telling you the number of people that put God in a box saying that he can't do this and can't do that and can't do this for whatever reason, it's way higher than I ever thought possible. There are so many people that do not understand, meaning they do not take the facts they know and put them together. That's what it means to understand something. They do not understand that God created Satan. They don't, they don't get it. And by doing that, they give Satan more credit for doing nothing. Nobody is outside of the will of God. And that's either a gift of grace or something you just wish you were never born. I have faith that the Lord loves me and that he loves you. But God is not subject to a law we are and if you say today oh no I'm not I'm not subject to no law uh uh well go ahead do all you can it's not gonna matter Are we not prideful by nature? Of course we are. You know, we, we've even been told that our country was started by Christians. They were not Christian. They were deists. Freemasons. Now, they did initiate our government with Christian principles. However, this is not a Christian country. It was a Protestant country that essentially was created to become a Catholic country. 
I'm telling you guys, research the Jesuit order. Understand where Freemasonry comes from. Understand the Knights Templar. Look into these things. It's very important. They didn't just disappear. We, you know, just look in scripture. History repeats itself. That's the that's the way God works. He's given us his revelation and And I'm just going to say, you know, when we say one nation under God, what is God's name? Because I'm going to tell you today, anyone not in the Lord Jesus Christ will not receive the gift of salvation. And we have people within positions of power within our country that will not receive his gracious gift. And he will prove that he is just for his decision to provide judgment rather than discipline to these people of wickedness. And we should pray for these people, but we should also stand up for justice. If we truly know the Lord, then we must understand we do not have a choice of the two. We must do both. We must pray for grace to be shown, but we should also pray for justice to be righteously executed. And I'm going to leave you with this. Do not forget who you are. Do not forget who you are. This is very important to understand. You and I are born a sinner, born deceivable. We are prone to be deceived. And before life is done, because look, the message is clear. Repent or perish. It's done. You'll either have the faith that God will give you salvation or have no faith to receive anything except what you deserve. How are we equipped to judge the one who can only be held accountable by himself alone? Isaiah 30 is clear that it is indeed the Lord who gives us the bread of adversity and the water of affliction. And we must have faith in him that he will heal the wounds inflicted by his own blow. And I urge you to please speak up and do not be afraid if you truly believe you have the Holy Spirit. Because if you truly believe you have the Holy Spirit, then you should be 100% assured of your future inheritance and have the need no longer to be afraid of nobody and nothing to separate you from the love of Christ. And the next time you pick up your Bible, understand you are holding a sword that has trampled empires people who call themselves God. And I'm going to tell you something too. There were people that actually believed it.
the Bible is the sword that tore that down because of Christ. Because Christ is the true King of Kings. And I pray for each of you reading it. Uh, and I pray for each of you listening that you will not be fearful to see the ugliness of this world. Because the world may look beautiful to us now, but to God it must be renewed. Because as Jesus said himself in Matthew twenty-three twenty-five 25-28, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! For you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside... They are full of greed and self-indulgence, you blind Pharisee. First clean the inside of the cup and the plate, that the outside may also be clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. All uncleanness, excuse me. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. God bless you, everyone.